I tried to see like what the really first memory that came up, but it was not very clear. So what kept coming up was something actually really cool. Um, I used to play with my very beloved only sister, this make-believe game that we played sometimes for days. Like it was part of our routine. It's not that we played it separately uh, from other things we did. And it was kind of like we lived in this fairy tale, for, for example. And whatever we imagined, we just lived it. And it was amazing because we both really felt it. It was from very early childhood, but it kept uh, going on for years. And we speak about it a lot yeah. um, all, over the years. So I will give an example. For, for example, uh, we, we ate a popsicle. So instead of just opening it and just eating it, so we said, oh, we got this special delivery from Japan or something. Yeah. And I'm 45, so Japan was really like, I didn't go abroad till I was 15 or something. Yeah. And it was like really cool thing and we really enjoyed it. And we did it like if we were in the car, if we were on the way to school. So yeah, this is my very... Sweet, not maybe first, but very, very early, yeah, very early age. That that's one of the best things about kids, right? That they have such vivid imaginations. It's really funny. Yeah, I I know. Um, like some children, they'll they'll get these amazing presents, but the best thing they like about the present is the box it came in because that box <laughs> becomes their castle. Um, so I know yeah. what you mean when you talk about um, you know, those vivid imaginations that you um, you and your sister had at a young mm. age. So, Sinyana, can you tell us uh, a bit about yourself, like where you are in the world at the moment and, and what you're working on right now? Yeah, so I'm in Israel. I live uh, not far from Tel Aviv uh, in a small studio, studio apartment in front of a very big field. So I'm very lucky mm -hmm. that I have this nature space uh, within this crazy time. And... Since the beginning of this week, I don't have any work. I usually go to people's houses uh, and I help them with mess or their procrastination. I help them do things, move things, take care of things. So it's finished now because of what's, what's happening. So I actually work on moving my business to an online platform. And it's something I've been planning for for a few years now, I'm just very slow and I have other priorities. But now I, I'm like in this full on, I was so busy today, not because I was out, just because I had like a clear schedule and I really wanted to finish things and I did. So I don't know if it answers your question enough or you want me to elaborate more, but um, I'm just moving what I do with people when I like privately yeah. to online. So this. when I think of personal organization, I think even though I haven't actually <laughs> like watched the series or read the book, but I think of Marie Kondo, uh, the the lady who just helps people move things around their house and declutter. Is that, yeah. is that sort of like what you do or is it a little bit different? And, and I'm interested to hear like how you're making that transition. Is it sort of consulting or does it look like something different? Yeah, so Marie Kondo is the most famous one. Mm -hmm. uh, I know her material and she has some, some good ideas. Part of what I do is this, but I work 
rather differently. First of all, I'm not naturally organized. I was born messy and I, was, I will always be messy in my nature. I just taught myself how to, not to overcome it, but how to find my ways to, and now my house is very neat and beautiful, but it's, it's not like someone who is organized uh, in nature, and I think she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but basically, as yes, I come to people's houses or offices and I help them uh, sort things out and find ways to to reorganize so they can keep it. But uh, a large part of my work is also helping people with their to-do list. Uh, and I come and we do together. It's not coaching. We just do together things. And while we're doing it, I, I teach what I can because of so many years of experience, so I teach them ways to how to, to be more efficient, more productive, but also to enjoy it more, like not to, that it will not be such a burden, you know, the to-do list and bureaucracy and money issues and stuff. Uh, so what I'm, the way I'm going to, to move to the online business is, is um, I saw over the years that many times people were well, they they progressed. For example, they took a coach or they went to this uh, course and they have a clear plan and they know what to, they want to do or after we, we sort things out and they, they have all the papers sorted out and then they know what they're going to do with the business and they have a plan and they understand and they, inspi- they are inspired and everything. And But then they are again stuck alone. They need someone to, to run with them, you know, like the, these running groups or yoga groups. Like you, you, maybe you know to do yoga already, but yeah. you like to go to, to the group. You like this accountability, you like the group, you like, you need some support, even if you know everything. So the basic service that I will give is to give this, this, uh, I'm not sure about the name. I may call it together. It's not teaching, it's not Zoom meeting where I teach things, although yeah. I have a lot to give. It's Zoom meetings when where we do. People do. Uh, not together, they just do, and it's in a group because I will not do it one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, I have already people who want it uh, who are waiting. So, yeah, I guess it will be successful. Cool. It will take time, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, That. That sounds uh, sounds like sort of a, a good exercise, doing it with other people, having that accountability, um, being able to, you know, just kind of connect with other peers going through the same the same thing. Yeah. Cool. And, and can you tell us uh, what what's what's been one of your greatest successes so far? Yeah, I, I prepared so, but this question was very obvious. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I could say a few things, but because we are around the business area here, so I will refer to my work. So I feel my greatest success is that I was able to build a business like I have. And I work alone. I don't have any employees because this is how I want it. And I have always enough work, a lot of work, most of the time even more than I can take, and many clients. But... I never gave up on my three to four months in India every year in the winter, meaning that every year I go mute 
I just disappear to my clients, to business, to everything. And still, when I come back, I have, I have everything. Until last year, I didn't even have a website. It's all beside the first year. Hmm. Yeah, the first year only, I, I had some flyers. There was no internet then. No, I mean, not available to me. So it's only word of mouth. So for me, this is the most important that I can uh, live in the way I want to live and, and be committed to other things that I want uh, in my life, but still have a successful business. So, yeah, Interesting. that's my greatest success. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious about India. What, what do you think it is that really attracts you to India? And do you go there to, is it really, is it a spiritual journey? Is it just kind of vacation and, and sort of decompressing or well, I'm, I'm curious about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's, I go there to focus only inside. You can call it spiritual mm. journey. I don't, I don't know the word spiritual it has been connotation, yeah. but it's like what I do uh, inside, like my process inside, I do it all, all year long, but then I need some, some time to focus every year where I just let go of everything. I meditate a lot. India is amazing, but I could do it, I think, in other places as well. It's just very comfortable and cheap. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, and do you, I do it. Yeah. Do, do you, is there a particular place you go to India? Do you always go to the same place or do you, do you go to different places? I usually, I do it for 24 years, <laughs> every wow. winter. Uh, in the last... 10 years or so, I think I go, yeah, to the same place in the north where not many people are, are there because it's cold. I go in the winter. So, you know, so it's my, my time off, but it's not a vacation. It's a, I don't walk, but uh, outside, but I, um, I invest a lot inside. Very uh, cool. I'm not complaining, yeah, but it's not like uh, just to unwind. It's, yeah. It's a different kind of focus. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I just want to say, because maybe other business people are listening and maybe some people who have these dreams to, to do something different, I really believe that if you are if you're really clear about what you want and what you need and the way you want to live, so clients understand it. They even see it as an advantage, even if it's sometimes not comfortable. They, they can get inspired by it and they can value it. So it doesn't have to, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be four months in India every winter. It can be other things. But you, I feel that one doesn't have to be conformist as long as he gives the best service and is very honest, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. totally. Awesome. Um, and... Um, Next up, I'm I'm really interested to uh, to hear what your greatest challenge might be, might have been, and what you did to to overcome it. Okay, so definitely greatest challenge is my own procrastination. Um, I always share with clients uh, that I I help them with the with the things that I struggle my myself. It's not a, it's not a secret. Um, especially, uh, not with everything, but for me, especially with um, finding the time for development. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I will not do the same thing in, 
in 20 years because there is always something more urgent, like earning money or because I work only two-thirds of the year, but it's all excuses. So for me, like to 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 work on something which is like not uh, without someone waiting for me uh, somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and to not know exactly where it will end, and yeah, all this development of the online part. Wow, it's a great challenge. Um, and what do I do to overcome it? I I have many tools. We don't have the time. For everything yeah. that I use, but I thought about it before our meeting. Sure, yeah, please do. So share. I will, yeah, I will say a few things that I feel are helping me to move when I when I feel I'm stuck there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did I did a lot of moving since last year. I I launched my website, and so uh, first of all, I I keep learning and getting inspired from everyone I, I can, uh, not too much, I don't go there too much, but I, I keep reminding myself that I'm not supposed to do it alone and yeah. other people have gone, so it's like a real part of my journey here. Mm-hmm. Also, very inspired by Seth Godin and others also, I I feel I really changed in the way uh, of, like, I'm better in balancing between... Um, wanting to create something which is good enough, uh, but um, but then shipping it before it's perfect. Even if I see things that, wow, I don't like it so much, but if I feel it's good enough, so I dare. And for example, I decided with the online business and my website, uh, I decided I want to go internationally because Israel is very small and I, I want to go away maybe also one day. And English is not my mother tongue, so it's rather, oh my God, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. But when I felt it's good enough and I'm, I'm good enough and I ask people, again, getting help from others always and feedbacks. So this helps me very much to balance. And also the third thing, thing that I wanted to share, what helps me the best uh, with this procrastination of of the development is always to always to be clear on how shall I explain it the best always to be clear on when I can be content for example many times when we when we work on something that needs some time it cannot it's not it's not like a you know a task that you can you can mark down after one hour because you just finished I don't know, filling up, filling the, the files or something. It's something that needs few days and it's like a rolling task, let's say. So you never know when to be content because maybe you walked for hours and maybe even you didn't succeed. For example, a few days ago I worked on learning this uh, video edit program and it wasn't good. I wasn't satisfied. I, did, I didn't feel it friendly and... So I, I spent like five hours and hmm. like no result. So it's really frustrating. It can be really frustrating. So for me, it's always when I start the day and even the night before, I decide for myself, how will I measure my progress in the way of feeling content? Like, where can I feel content? Okay, if I, for example, if I work 
two hours on this like finding a video edit program even if there is no result i didn't do any video doesn't matter i had the two hours so i can be content and then it's like do you understand what i say or it's not so yeah, clear? yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah that so this is my greatest tool to overcome procrastination <laughs> to to know when to be content yeah yeah that's great um and now can you, if you could go back uh, and speak to your 18-year-old self, what kind of advice would you give to yourself at that age? Or what would you tell yourself at that age? Yeah, so uh, for sure, uh, putting more money on the side. If I knew what I understood a few years ago, I would be in a different place today. Um, so for sure, put more money on the side as a as a routine, uh, because I could do it if I understood more about money. Um, and for sure, daring much more. Um, I don't know if you know this book by Brené Brown, Daring Greatly. She's one of my heroes. Oh yeah along with Seth Godin. Yeah. Um, and it's daring greatly, it's not necessarily to be courageous to do something outside. It's also within, you know, to to be yeah, to be much more playful with it, with, with within myself and outside. Uh, not to hesitate so much. Uh, yeah, for sure to dare much more. Yeah. yeah. These are the two things that I got. Yeah, that's great oh. advice. Um, and one, what about one resource that you'd recommend us uh, taking a look at? Could be a book, podcast, or or something else that you think would be. Yeah, uh, it's like you. I was kind of frustrated when I read only one thing because I could <laughs> recommend so many things, but but no, I I, I chose. Um, it's it's the book of all the books that I have and I read. It's the one that, if I had to take only one book um, with me when I go, I don't know, to run away from this virus, I would take it. It's called um, the Kaizen Way. Uh, the Kaizen Way is is a method not invented by him, but this book is 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 by Robert Maurer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing method uh, about the, the art of small steps uh, to create big change. It makes a lot of sense uh, when you read it. It's, it's connected to how our, our brain works. And for me, when dealing with procrastination many times, it, it's been a real help. And also the book itself, I feel that many times there are great methods and tools, but the book the book is not so friendly. It's like, <laughs> so people don't really use it properly. And this book is, it's small and it's written so beautifully and so accessible. Yeah. So this would be my recommendation. Cool. Sounds interesting. Um, and last question for you. Um, if you could send the world one email right now, what would you say in that email? Yeah. It's a difficult one because uh, it's a difficult question because I think so so many of us are experiencing different things, uh, although we all share. Um, but I contemplated this question and I, I, 
suddenly I remembered this sentence that I heard many years ago from a client. She heard it from some mentor of hers, but I don't know his name, so I cannot uh, give the credit here. Um, and I used it over the years many times. It's, it says, uh, feel bad, think bad, do good. And it means that sometimes you, you just feel bad and you think bad. You cannot even bring positive thinking. You just feel bad and you think bad. But still you can do good. For example, if someone is really depressed and he doesn't, he, he feels depressed and he thinks depressed, he can still go out for walk uh, for 10 minutes if we use the Kaizen way, the small steps. So I would write this email and say, like, even if everything sucks, I mean, if someone is sick, I, I mean, if, if he's sick, he cannot go out. But if he's really sick or really getting really poor, uh, like no money, still, after some time of feeling sorry for himself, he can at least do good. And, and I'm sure that, I mean, most of the people can uh, come out of this time uh, feeling empowered and changed and different and yeah. for the better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely something, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, how will we, how will we all look back on this time, you know, and how can we really make the most of the moment? You sure? Yeah. 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 So thanks so much, Sunyata. Um, it's really, uh, for sharing, uh, you know, the, your memories and advice and, um, and uh, so if people listening in would like to find out more about you and what you do, is there a good place for them to uh, to go to? Yeah, I have uh, my new website. I mean, it's not so new. Uh, I launched it uh, last September, but because winter time is mute time, so it's rather new. Uh, it's called Stepping from A to B, B, uh, B, E, because, yeah, it's also about how we are. Uh, our being and not just to get from a to b dot mm -hmm. uh, com 